the JSA Clicks Podcast, the show where we discuss high-level competitive, casual, and everything in between. Your host is Jay Solomon, and now, on to the show. Hey everyone, this is the JSA Clicks Podcast, episode number, I, uh, a number. There's just a bunch of episodes that I have to record, I can't remember, which is what order, but this is probably 15, maybe, I don't know, sorry. Uh, We discuss the competitive Heroclix environment as well as any alternate formats that are currently relevant. I'm your host, Jay Solomon, and today I'm joined by my co-hosts, who are all much better Heroclix than me. Uh, We have... Uh, not on every episode, but unofficially, we have official co-host, Devin Owens. Hey, everyone. We have a person who's been on before, uh, Tom. That's a sterling introduction right there. Better than anything Jason ever gave me. <laughs> so, uh, and we have Lucas, who has uh, been on many a podcast before. Uh, not this one, but uh, a few here and there, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've been on a lot of Critical Clicks episodes together. Well, somebody's got to uh, carry Scott. That's true. Oof. Yeah, PJ's not there. Somebody's going to teach them how the rules work. Uh, <laughs> but today we're going to be discussing uh, end of the year 2020 sort of stuff. Uh, I didn't want to exclude House of X, but I also didn't. It's weird. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe we'll be into it ne- uh, at the end the of this year as well. Pre-releases happened in 2020. Yeah. What? I didn't know there were pre-releases, but point being, it, it, it happened. It was supposed to be 2020, and then it got delayed by a week. Uh, we have a whole bunch of different categories. We will each be picking one of, and I don't know how long or short we're going to go on each figure. Some of them might go without saying. Like, also the fact, uh, worth mentioning, that the order is... Of categories is kind of arbitrary, like how I end up editing or putting everything together. So our first category is, and I guess I'll alternate who goes first based on what my screen looks like. Uh, first category is a really silly one. Uh, there's two choices. That is favorite champ figure. So favorite figure designed by winner of a Worlds or, or Team Worlds. And we have somebody who made one of those two figures on the show. So... I don't know. I like Maggot. I like them both, but uh, Tyler didn't give Juggernaut Exiles, so that's enough of a point against it that I gotta gotta lean the other way. Uh, I guess uh, my order looks like Lucas next. Yeah, so this one will probably come as a shock to some of you, but I actually really like Maggot as well. I just don't want Joe or Richard to know it. Uh, Devin can know it though. That's fine. Um, All right, I'll make no, sure not to tell them. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, though the, I mean, Megan's a figure that I can actually see myself playing, uh, just because I really like Alpha Strike Team. So, um, he's solid for that. And Juggernaut's cool as a beat stick tent pole, but I think uh, Maggot's got a lot more practicality in 300 Modern. So it's the one that I'll probably be pursuing. Yeah, we did a uh, uh, online sealed for fun. And I'm not saying that Maggot gave me all my wins, but he, holy crap, he did a lot. Just being able to, po- just in seal, being able to poison 
and I, it was just it was ludicrous the amount of damage he could do and also himself using charge came out more often than i thought but he did heal a couple times but yeah i think juggernaut has a place but not right now so yeah i agree that maggot's more immediately gonna use it but we also have devin how much do you hate your own figure yeah definitely juggernaut um <laughs> no i mean like i made the figure so i'm gonna choose maggot for sure um I fortunately pulled one in my uh, case, so I have a physical copy until my yeah, you uh, pulled... Biscuits one arrives, if that ever yeah. happens. You open the copy, played and sealed, and then beat you. Not yep. with him specifically, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do like Juggernaut a lot, but I'm also not a not really a beat stick tentpole kind of player, so I probably won't be playing much of him. Although I do have one, and the sculpt is beautiful. And uh, Tom? Well, I think I'll be the one and only dissenting vote. To be perfectly honest, I love them both, and I find it very difficult to choose between them. So a vote for one is not an admonishment of the other. But I think I'll put a small uh, lean favor of Juggernaut. I may actually play Maggot more, uh, especially considering the fact that I have one. Um, but I do think that the Juggernaut really does some interesting stuff, and he feels very much like Juggernaut. It's hard for me to say a piece feels like Maggot. Um, <laughs> but I know when a piece feels like Juggernaut, and I feel like this is it. So uh, I think it's really, really well designed. I agree on the design feel standpoint. Uh, next category. And I love the pun of unstoppable removing stop clicks. Right? Awesome. It's adorable. Um, favorite and least favorite set. We'll go with Lucas first. So favorite set of the year. Uh, honestly, I'm probably going to go with Fantastic Four. I thought they did a really good job um, with a couple of the themes that were in that set. I think the mechanic of swapping out, <clears throat> excuse me, the Fantastic Four figures, giving that Swiss Army knife feel to that team. I feel like they gave some really sweet options for Latveria, the Return of Doom. I thought that was really sick. Uh, least favorite set of the year. I'm trying to even think about what sets came out this year. Um, you know... Probably, like, if we can go cop out, uh, probably the Black Widow movie, Gravity. I'm just not a fan of what was released there. Because uh, in all honesty, all of the five-figure booster sets that were released in 2020, I think, were really solid. So we'll probably go with Black Widow. I believe you picked exactly the same things as me, but I'll go into that <laughs> after Tom. But, uh, Devin, oh, are you going to surprise... Well, I guess it matters what order whether is not... It? What? Who's going? You. You just said two names in a row. Okay. <laughs> no, I said you shut up. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, so my champion figure was in House of X, but I'm still going to pick Fantastic Four because we've just gone for so long without a Fantastic Four set that just the fact that one exists pretty much requires it to be the set of the year. <laughs> so Fantastic Four is my pick. Um, and for least favorite, I'm going to pick... Was Justice League this year? That was this year, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Justice League, just because I really don't like the Troublemakers. Um, and I, I don't like playing against Batman either. So those figures existing <laughs> in that set make me like it the least. Fair. But it gave us 001 Common Superman. Oh, what a... Stop spoiling my stuff. That's <laughs> hey, you choose the order. <laughs> Yeah, but now he just spoiled me. Okay, that's fine. Uh, what are you <laughs> uh, I uh, 
as with as as in this uh, podcast, as in most things, I will toddle along behind Devin and uh, support everything that he says. Uh, Fantastic Four is definitely the set of the year for me. I've been waiting for Fantastic Four for a very long time, and I know we all have. But like, I just I love the Fantastic Four. They're one of my favorite comics, and always have been. It really broke my heart for a while there when they weren't making them, uh, and I've really missed them in this game. So even if it wasn't for the fact that it contributed a lot of stuff that I've really enjoyed playing, and it's really a mechanic that I've really gotten behind with being able to swap out figures and liking a lot of different builds within that set. Even if all of that weren't true, I still think that Fantastic Four would have a leg up for just being my favorite. So the fact that it is true just doubles it down. Uh, by contrast, yeah, JLU is, is my least favorite. It has a lot of pieces I don't like. It introduced team-up cards, and I don't really care for team-up cards. Or perhaps more, be more specific, I don't care about team-up cards. Um, and, uh, and I agree the Troublemakers uh, and more Trouble Alerts are not I think overly healthy for for the game. I mean, this a sideline conversation, uh, but I, it's just not for me. So there's a lot of things that weren't for me in that set, which would put it at the bottom of my personal list. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to argue with Fantastic Four. I think it just uh, the overall design felt the most good. Like felt cohesive. Felt like I mean, it also happens when there's a lot of focus on or little bit of more of a hyper focus but even then stuff like the Friday before was still cool yeah um the problem with black widow movie is that it, everything in that set is either i will never look at this or think about it again or it's extremely degenerate like i just you know something in between would be nice and also just it's just so hard to kill care about half of the set where it's some variation of black widow if it's generic or you know so i don't, I don't care I just feel like for the next two years or whatever, every single tournament I go to, it's going to be just Yelena Belova everywhere. Just everywhere I look, another Yelena Belova. Oh, God. <laughs> it's actually funny because I didn't play the version of her from this set, but I have played the uh, the Prime version of her from Black Panther a couple times this year. I have uh, enjoyed that figure. Um, I guess we'll do favorite figure as its own thing. Uh, start with Devin. I mean, I'm going to do favorite figure that I didn't design. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, figure and the House of X weirdness as Will well. Will it be Eenie or Meanie? <laughs> <laughs> I did also have a hand in designing those bystanders. Oh, okay. enough. Um, hmm. This one's hard. Uh, there was a lot of really interesting figures. Um, I kind of want to pick one of the invisible uh, women who can be swapped out. So maybe the rare invisible woman. Great keyword. There's like two different point values, that, so she's pretty flexible. I don't know. I really yeah. like the mechanic. Yeah, was it? You can do 40, 50, 60, 75, or 100 across all of them. Yeah, man. Yeah. So when you want the math it, to work it out. allows me to build one of my favorite things which is that you can build a spider-man family theme team that has kirkoan revival and form the new fantastic four <sighs> it's very bad <laughs> but you can do it. and it's... i love that that is possible we will mention kate pride i think i just really like that figure i feel like i know what tom's is going to be but i will allow him to say it anyway I think you're probably wrong, even though I think I know what you think it's going to be. Um, because I'm not going to bother with honorable mention, but we can talk later about whether or not you're right or wrong. My choice is going to be Reed Richards' Fixer of Universes. Is that what you thought? 
No, or I thought Earth X thing. Oh uh, yeah, that's those. They're they're both very good, and, and for what's worth, God Emperor Doom is on that list too. But I really love Title Reed. Um, maybe I should be hiding or keeping him aside from most underrated, since I think a lot of people are down on him. But I think a lot of people are down down with him too. So I don't think he quite fits in that category. We'll see when we get there. Uh, suffice to say, I think that title read is awesome. Uh, I think in a lot of ways, title read, I've, I, I go with the fact that title read is a bit of a deception. I think he's quite good for 60 points and what he brings to the table without having to try to go for his trickier stuff. But he, it's not that hard to prepare yourself to get into an opponent's starting area, bring in a molecule man, start messing around if the opportunity presents itself. So it's, you know, you choose your, your moments. And until then he's got a very deep dial with respectable uh, values. He brings leadership to the table that turns into prob. And in the meantime, he can get out wit and perplex whenever he wants it. Uh, that's all great for 60 points and uh, the additional stuff is gravy, but it's great gravy if you can use it at just the right time. So good job, Reed. <laughs> Lucas, how long did we spend yelling at Scott about how good Reed was? Oh, I, I think I've, Accumulatively, have spent over two hours trying to convince Scott Crampton that Reed is good. Um, I, yeah. I not as bad, so. not as bad as Dan and Mudman. That was still uh, one of the worst ones of having to convince somebody that something was actually good. Um, <laughs> those good times. Yeah. But uh, I guess my pick is personal, but also. Not the best, but definitely saw some play, and that would be the, uh, I mean, I'm already biased towards DC, and I feel like I might have the only DC pick, but uh, the Atom from JLU, just because mm -hmm. they never didn't make him well. The last one was kind of, sorry, the not last non-Troubler one was kind of, eh, and even the Troubler one was one of the worst ones, even though I do enjoy playing him casually. But I see a character that I care about, the actual character, and I see that unless the game enters some hitherto unfathomable power creep, I don't see how this is ever not a figure that should be viable. So, or at least, you know, casually playable, even if those stats are somehow bad. I don't know, but I see a character, and I don't think that they ever need to make it again. That's the point. And also, some competitive, similar to Micron. Yeah, I do think Adam is my favorite figure from JLU even if I didn't like the set overall. I'm sure Mazel will have his time. For sure. So, what about you, Lucas? Well, I gotta go with my boy. Uh, Hulk Smash, right? Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, you, you probably require Hulk? that. <laughs> you? Yeah, that would make sense. Like, I was, I was considering Doom, because I think Doom is just... I, I have to laugh at, like... How many people are like, no, Doom's garbage. Why would you ever play God Emperor Doom? Like when the set was being previewed and came out, and then like shortly afterwards, like you saw Doom like pop up a little bit, and then then you started to see him more and more and more and more and more. And yeah. like there's that Prince tournament that Dial H for HeroClix is running, and like half of the teams are running God Emperor Doom because for some reason a running shot 12 attack pulse wave with a nine range is good. Who would have thunk? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Prince Prince is reverse popper formats, only higher rarity stuff. Oh wow. Yeah, it's, it's basically Chase, know. Ellie, and Super Air Primes. That's it. Um uh but, but no, yeah, I gotta go with Immortal Hulk, right? I ran over a hundred competitive games with Hulk this year. I didn't uh, play I played like twelve competitive games this year. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I played over a hundred with Hulk alone. <laughs> so I, I ran him a lot, and I think by the time nationals ran around, my like I had like one over 
you know, 75 games and my I had lost like four or five. Like I was I was doing very well. Um and so like it was just a really solid figure for that moment. I think he's still good. I I think the only difference is people have figured out how to play against him, but his mechanic of not dying right away uh paired with his utility with the octopus arms or other equipment, uh he's he's stupid solid and I like it like it a lot. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's also forgot, Mortal Hulk, so... I forgot that even was this year. When right? You, when you said Hulk, I was like, Uncommon Hulk from the Fantastic Four set? I didn't recall him being particularly good. That set came out yeah. in February. <laughs> yeah. I opened, the, uh, I opened uh, that set in store and had a sealed event with that set. That's how, that's how disconnected it feels from the rest of the world. <laughs> right? I feel I... like anything before March 2020 doesn't even count as 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, yeah, exactly. and it's almost uh, it's like ten months later, and we haven't fixed anything. Um, <laughs> I remember pulling an ultra on that sealed because that was like the only set that was assumed that sealed could happen normally. I managed to miss often enough with a full point ultra to lose a game. So I remember beating uh, Jason when he pulled the Mortal Hulk uh, in a sealed for that, and he was a salty, salty man. <laughs> Not as bad as when he lost the whole WKO. That was. Uh, I think he kicked a wall or something. That was that was a little worse, but yeah. Um, uh, next category is least favorite figure, but that would be just a, a bad figure, not like you hate it because it's degenerate. We have a separate degenerate ca- category, so just what figure do you think is straight trash? Uh, Tom? Well, uh, spiritual similarity here. I'm going to follow Lucas's pick of Hulk with also a pick of Hulk, although mine will be found in the Avengers vs. Uh, Masters of Evil Battleground set, uh, costing 50 points and wasting every single one of them. Uh, just an absolutely horrendous figure uh, for 50 points. Wow, no movement power? Yeah, no, it's not a misprint. It's just uh, it's just a mistake. Uh, different different misword. Um, and I like I don't know what I they, I don't feel like I need to say very much about this figure because what can be said about it? It's absolutely pathetic. Uh, knock off and vulnerability KO in no time. Fifty points for this. It seemed like a misprint. Um, and it also is just uncreative and bad. Uh, I don't generally like the battlegrounds very much at all. If I considered it a set, I would have just. Uh, said it was my least favorite set of the year and i really like what they're trying to do i like the idea of giving larger than the usual allotment of starter figures uh you know multiple different dial options uh along with a rule book and maps uh tokens bystanders and a scenario uh set as a way of welcoming people to the game and i think that that's a great idea and i wish they would do it more and i'm very happy to see it but you got to put figures in there that are worth playing. Uh, can you imagine learning to play hero clicks from that set and then showing up at your local, assuming that's possible again, building your little Avengers team out of figures from that set? You'd be humiliated. Uh, yeah. it, would, it would be like somebody, it would be like, Jay, I know you're trying to, uh, to you know, start up uh, more of a, a bar for yourself. So it would be kind of like me being like, hey, Jay, let me help you get, start with a bar. Here's a bottle of Grant's. Uh, here's uh, some Bacardi White and uh, and some cheap vermouth. Uh, get that bar going. Like technically, yes, it counts, but it's awful, uh, and it doesn't make you want to to keep buying booze. And this figure makes me want to not keep playing hero clicks. So I like what they're doing with the set, but I do think that that whole starter was pretty underwhelming. Uh, and this is the most disappointing piece of them all to me. For sure. <sighs> 
I guess, yeah, I will probably end up including the uh, actual dial. But for clarity, it's for people that are just listening, uh, 50 point Hulk, no charge, just nothing. Uh, and also it's Professor Hulk sculpt and it's literally just dumb, normal Hulk. So that's yeah. that little to nothing going on. Yeah. I thought about him. I thought, well, he has a damage value. He's not like literally the worst. Um, but I guess me next. I guess he has Endom, so you could pick up an object one turn and miss with it the second turn. Yeah, exactly. I could do that with I could do that with Iron Man there, and still hate myself less. <laughs> I I feel like this is almost to Tom what Iron Man was to me, which is not to say that I like that Hulk as Tom pretends to like Iron Man. Um, <laughs> I have a, I have a choice, but it's the obvious one. So if anybody doesn't mention it, I'll say it Go again. I don't I'll, know what's obvious. The common Superman from Justice from JLU. Obviously. No. <laughs> right, exactly. So that's why I made I did another pick. But it has uh, so many team up cards. I would play <laughs> I would play that Superman against a team of two X, the Hulk from uh, Battlegrounds, and uh, still expect to handily win. I yeah, but it, I'm not you'll just, push I, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll push while doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and for reference, I have I I have played the Superman. I did a we did a some I can't remember how I got the team, but we, there was this there was an event. I don't know. You can see the game online. I played it, and it's it's not great. Um, Another great example of like welcome to Hero Clicks because it's the most it's the number one uh, numbered and like one of the most common pieces in the set that you oh a new Hero Clicks fan oh Superman well I by name. <laughs> I <ain't laughs> Yeah, it's and it's not even it's it's just sad that yeah this is like you know you open your first booster oh here's a Superman that I'm gonna just oh it's like you don't if you're a new player you you don't know if you feel worse because you opened it or bec- uh, and you can't use it or because you used it and you got destroyed like one or the other um but the not obvious one was. This character deserves all the criticism he gets. Um, it's a 75-point character from Fantastic Four, but it's not Claw. So, sorry about Tom's inevitable honorable mention that he didn't mention. But I think... I look at Trapster, and I just... Just... Why? 75 points, no defense power. Like, no defense. 17 willpower... The highest, the highest defense he gets is a 17 with barrier and perplex to get to an 18. Jay, there's going to be that one turn. There's going to be that one round of one tournament, one time where you're able to pull off some cool paste potting, and then you'll be like, "This guy's better than anyone says." <laughs> he has a 12 attack. Yeah. Maybe bad. Right. <laughs> but, ugh, just no. Like, wh- why? Like if it's a joke, like either make him too like make him overpowered like wizard, or just make him a joke. Like make him there's room for good joke characters. Like Conrad Man wasn't great, but he did a thing. So yeah, but what I do don't you care. Seventy five points really. <laughs> Pardon? What do you want for seventy five points really? Uh, <laughs> apparently. Apparently nothing, because that's what we got. Uh, Lucas? So I'm going to just keep coming back to the uh, 
Captain America said because this stuff had this set had a lot of great and a lot of terrible in it. I'm gonna go with uh, zero forty eight rare radioactive man. <laughs> Sweet peas. Because holy cow, <laughs> is he is he bad? You've got uh, so much worse two, than the other radioactive man. Two great uh, point values to choose from. Yeah, he's eighty five and fifty. Uh, both of them start with sidestep. Uh, at eighty five points, he is he's an eleven for four, super strength exploit, but he has no willpower, and <laughs> uh, he has no movement attack, and he has only an eight speed. So just walk away from him. Don't forget you know. about his whole three range. Yeah. <laughs> so like he has opposing characters in three squares modified damage minus one when making close attacks, but just shoot him. <laughs> and yep. like I, I, masters of evil with no willpower is just insulting. Like <laughs> I'm pushing already. Why would I want to push more? <laughs> you know. So, then you get yeah. to plasticity, and they might not get to break away. I think it's great. You get to push on to perplex, and all you have to give up is your impervious and your exploit weakness. <laughs> <laughs> the whole reason to have him on your team in the first place. Yeah, exactly. So he's, he's just... point perplex. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I think, yeah, the only thing you're going to do with him is if you have a heavy equipment, he can move super strength sides and drop it off. But if you're uh, paying 85 points for that, what the heck is wrong with you? Yeah, I mean, you could also. It, well, the question is: it better to build eight? Is it for some of these pieces? Is it better to build under? Because at least then you're you're not giving away points. <laughs> I like, don't know. How do I answer that question? I'm so busy. I'm not thinking about this piece ever that I'm not really sure how best to build around them. I think Hulk. Yes, I would rather be under than play Hulk. That's for sure. Yes, I'd rather play a 250-point team than have a 300-point team with Hulk on it and the embarrassment of having played that Hulk. <laughs> I uh, I did get past Our Man in a Battle Royale as the last figure on my team, so... I think Our Man's good. To this day, I stand by that assessment. We're, we're gonna... We, we should bring back your debate format. Isn't he like a 25-point outwit? No, he 25-point he tw no. moves... He has move and pick up a light object. Uh, no move and attack, super strength, and just doesn't do anything. Oh, that but what's one. Your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only two. There's a good one and a bad one. But yeah, what's uh, what's your pick? Uh, mine is House of X 43 Cardinal. Uh, you're spending... So he is not literally the worst figure made, but I give special consideration to higher rarity figures when we're talking about the worst figure, because it's much worse to draw an absolutely unplayable rare than to pull an absolutely unplayable common. Um, and Cardinal is basically 50 points for Perplex. That's it. Yeah, he I, can't I think, attack. I think you're also on the right track about like giving special consideration for making you read like <laughs> just like pages and pages of text for you to ultimately conclude, oh, he's bad. Like that's one thing about the Hulk. It doesn't take you long to figure out that he's a bad figure. Cardinal, I feel like it's a it's a, you have to you're reading a dissertation in order to figure out that you don't want to put him on your team. Yeah, I mean Cardinal, like if he can only transform once two other people that he can see on your team have been hit. That's that's like if you then roll a six, which you only get to try for once per turn then he can do something. But, like, they're just going to kill him before he does anything. He's 50 points of perplex. He's, 
No, I mean, for figures that transform or do things when other characters get that damage, clearly two of them is better than one Immortal Hulk. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like the 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 gauge that I was using all year long where somebody's like, Oh, look how good this figure is and he's only, you know, fifty points and it's like or I could play Immortal Hulk uh <laughs> which is double the cost and doesn't just die instantly. <laughs> like that was my that's why I kept playing Hulk because I'm like there's just nothing that's better than him and this is exactly it with Cardinal it's like why would you play him for 50 points when you could just play Wesley Crusher for 35 points less you can always just the same thing you can also just try yeah. to run the clock by being like you know why don't you why don't you take a moment to read Cardinal's card <laughs> <laughs> yeah because he he had stealth of no improved movement so that's cool. <laughs> yeah, he does also just have like four paragraphs of text on his card, most of which is almost literally irrelevant. <laughs> oh boy. That's the most anybody's ever gonna care about him. Um I think the next category will just do both at the same time. It's uh what thing did you miss the most that retired this year? Or uh twenty twenty. Or and uh, and thing that you are happy to see go, not including ID cards because that's kind of an obvious one. Even though I know you disagree, but I'm sure you can. You weren't going to see ID cards anyway, so uh, I'm going to say I'm going to miss annoying Tom with Flores because <laughs> I was at one point playing a plus ten theme with four of them and playing it on. Excuse me, Flashpoint Flood. Unfortunately, never in person, but still, I did okay online. Um, and then the thing I'm happiest to see go, I think it feels like so long since he existed, but I think Surter, just because I guess if he was still modern, they would have fixed fizzling like in the or his thing like in the watch list, but just just such a dumb mechanic. Like, please, go, like, why? Why would you let that happen? Just that stupid and the, the retaliation alone is just insanely good the fact that you could i mean devin one estates basically yeah <laughs> devin one estates basically making a 12 6 surter or like a 15 6 surter or whatever was my and primary attacker so yeah even it, it's not that the it's not that the fizzling put him over the edge but it i i just it kind of did so uh lucas so this is weird. This is a weird question for me because retirement essentially happened in March. Yeah. Like I know it didn't, but it did. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, no, everybody, everybody transitioned to post-retirement tournaments. It's the second that COVID happened. Um, yeah. Which is why Surter was kind of weird, but like still true. Yeah. And like, I know you said no ID cards, but like for me, honestly, my, my most missed and most thankful for being gone are both ID cards. Um, <laughs> Because, like, competitive hero clicks for me included ID cards up until this year. I had never known competitive without them. Um, and so, like, I had to relearn how to play the game, right? I, had to, I, I knew how to play the game with the ID cards. I didn't know really how to play competitively without them. And so I, I had to basically force myself, like, okay, how do you play a 300-point team that is just 300 points of figures, right? For the longest time, I was used to building a 280-point team and then adding ID cards to it. And, and this was just a really strange um, transition. 
Uh, but I was also happy to see them go after a while because I think it was healthy for the game overall. Um, the Blackbird early retirement made me sad. Like, I know they, they decided to get rid of the ID cards and everything, but, like, especially with the new X-Men that we've had come out, the Blackbird would actually still be a decent vehicle, a decent taxi, a decent vehicle for X-Men teams. Yeah. So I kind of well, wish we still had it around, but... Yeah, it'd be weird to have it in Modern when it has, like, all the ID card stuff. Like, obviously that's all optional, but kind of weird. Yeah, I think it would um, still be a, a just fine a just fine taxi for X-Men figures. Mm-hmm. And a, a vehicle that you could throw some beefy fig in uh, would be really cool, too. Oh. I mean, yeah, it might make uh, House of X Cyclops playable, because then you have seven range, range Hobbit expert in the, instead of having nothing. Let's not go too so. far. <laughs> the problem i mean the biggest problem with that cyclops is that he's a lot of points so i don't think that the blackbird would go a very long way towards making him playable i mean there's not that many options it's not like we have the best cyclops anymore for that so but what about you Devin? what are you i know you miss her so much right well yeah that is actually probably my answer <laughs> retired. um so jay said don't pick id cards but id cards are also my most missed thing that retired uh just because they're a retaliate yeah i love i liked id cards um i think i think getting rid of id cards is totally fine and a good idea as long as there are not retaliators still but there are still retaliators so i wish id cards were still here or i wish that they'd early retired all of the retaliators as well because there's just so few ways to get around getting your entire team murdered by a dark phoenix now compared to when id cards were around very fair um but like um, so well yeah and and i just like having the toolbox kind of thing i don't know i don't mind playing without id cards either but i i do think that overall i felt that they were more positive um but surter is my other answer and then things I'm happiest to see go, I'm going to steal Tom's most missed here by saying the tank. <laughs> I was ruined my joke where I was going to say, if you don't know what Tom's number one missed is, what are you doing with your life? But right. sure. I mean, Mark. it's funny because you use that a lot as well, like Jason Wingard across the map, whatever. Which oh, yeah, is... I used the tank a ton. <laughs> it was very yeah. good, but I don't miss it. Yeah. Okay, so we know what Tom's missed is. What's your, what's your, no, you can, do you have, a, do you have some words prepared for the tank? Well, I mean, you know, it's. I was interested in the post-retirement era to discover that this is, in fact, a 300-point game. Uh, I've been so... I guess it was just in my brain that this is a 292-point game that always has a tank. Uh, and and it's been a real learning experience what to try to do with those eight points. Um, I really miss that Pim Tank. I love that Pim Tank. You're my boy, Pim Tank, and I will always want you to be there. Uh, so, yeah, definitely uh, my favorite thing in Heroclix history, almost because it became a running joke at the end, but I really, really honestly did love it, even if I used it comparatively rarely. It just it forces your opponent to consider things that they otherwise might not, and they're always waiting for it to go off, and then if it doesn't, then I'm not giving up the points for it, so I can try to take those points elsewhere. What can I say about the Pim Tank? It's awesome. Um Things I'm most happy to see go, I mean, there are a lot of things that I can kind of feel both ways about. I have a kind of a lame answer, and that's probably just Unimind. Um, because, yeah, that's fair. Because just because I was so bored. Like, I'm, I'm so tired of Unimind, and I think that's the reason why I'm most happy to see it go. Um, 
the ID cards, you can kind of see both ways. And I, I loved ID cards, and sometimes they frustrated me. And floors were annoying, but they're not the only spammable low point high theme thing out there. So it, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit much to take it out on just them. And Surter is incredible, but there are lots of retaliators that are incredible for different reasons. Surter, if he's better than the others, is only edging him out by a nose. But Unimind was distinctly aggravating uh, at both higher and lower points. And there's kind of nothing else that exactly fits that that gap, and I'm happy about that. So I'm it's boring uh, to answer Unimind, but I'm still happy that Unimind's gone. I mean, there was 2019 yeah. U.S. Nationals where you and Emily played a combined, like, eight Unimines out of ten rounds or something. Right. I just, uh so bored with it. And it's not like I lost all those rounds. It's just, uh poor Unimind, grown. I like having fun in this game, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, I mean, it says something when something comes out, and it's just immediately definitive, right? Like, it was just... Yeah, like Mary Jane. Like, when Mary Jane rotates, she'll be very likely to be on this list for me. Not, again, because she's that broken, but because, oh, great, another Mary Jane. How What fun. Yeah, I mean, also the fact that she's so cheap and just... It feels like... I didn't... I would say I didn't play the Pim Tank every single time I could, but when I didn't, it did feel wrong. And uh, that's kind of... <laughs> I feel like something's missing. Yeah. Just in my soul. Sideline has eight, nine slots, it turns out. Who knew? <laughs> the the tank was a very important part of my Canadian Nationals winning team. And I didn't throw it nearly every game, but the games that I did throw it, it won me the game. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, against, like, you know, you played against Mike twice, and that would have dealt with, you know, all those retaliators, and yeah. I guess, oh, I guess that you've won the highest title with Gardner, then. Or no, because Isaac did. Oh, Isaac did. Double. I forgot yeah. about... Okay, you know... You they know, call him non-sequitur Solomon. <laughs> you know, just... It's been a long year, okay? The only thing I can remember is that Devin's still Canadian national champion. Yeah. Canadian nationals didn't happen this year, so by technicality, <laughs> two <Yeah>. years running. <laughs> it's hard to know. Will you be forever the Canadian national title? I hope not. I do hope it happens again eventually. <laughs> to us all. Yeah, and I'm not excluding this year's Rock Online Nationals, whatever, but Vulture, I guess Vulture is still reigning U.S. champion either way, right? So, very Unfortunately. Yep. You did skip one for that category, I think. Well, maybe I'm looking at a different list. But there was the most interesting, Just, the most degenerate. Uh, no, no, we kind of... Uh, oh, I did it. Okay, yeah, so... Uh, and next category is basically most character that did something interesting, like changing the environment in an interesting way or just brought something new or whatever, and then most degenerate uh, game element. I think that starts with Lucas. So character that did something new? Right, just uh -huh. like you were happy this character or like affected the environment the way they did i don't know yeah so i mean i really like um the interactions that yeah just all the invisible women women had with uh with fantastic four teams um you know whether whatever point of value you decide to play them at right yeah. they all they all opened up the floodgates for potential mechanics of hey, my team doesn't have to be set in stone so that if I get that terrible matchup, I at least can try and fix something. Um, I thought that was a really cool change by WizKids, and I think uh, it was welcomed. Uh, as far as most degenerate, 
I think the team up cards are stupid. I think I think they're stupid from a design standpoint. They're stupid from a distribution standpoint. They're stupid from a secondary market perspective. They make collecting this game a nightmare. They're just as bad as the freaking um, sketch variants in that regard. Actually, they're worse than the sketch variants in that regard. But they're harder to get. And they have a mechanical um, effect. Yeah. Right. I was well, going for just. I, and I'll say this: a mechanical event effect that is not defined. So, <laughs> how do they work? There is no way to determine how team up cards work. They don't have any ifs and buts. They don't have any. You have to follow this rule, and there's no consistency between. Uh, the first time they were used and the second time they were used between JLU and between House of X. Yeah, they, and House they, of X has team-up nobody... cards. The Karima team-up card that's a, that says Marauder's Theme Team, but she doesn't have the keyword. So what does that mean? Yeah, does, Do you have to play a theme team, or do you just play Marauder's figures and the whole bold text doesn't matter? Do we know? No, we don't know. Thanks, um, WizKids. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, there are so. some uh, there are some themed ones in JLU, like Batman's is Batman Family, but then the effect itself says if he's part of the list of theme teams. So. Yeah, but Theme's they don't have that text in House of X, and that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. uh, people also don't so. know that you're supposed to, for some reason, pick them before map roll. Um, but also, the, the point of the question wasn't, like, was more just purely bad gameplay-wise, like, bad for the game. like Oh, like... Know. I would ruin still, the game. Like seventy I cents. What, I would still say that what Lucas is answering fits that category, though. Like if it's inconsistent, hard to understand, and shitty for, or rather crappy for uh, collecting, that's all bad for the game. <laughs> yeah, but like otherwise, just like flat out like bad for the competitive scene. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I think uh, I think I mean there's there's a lot of really great answers here, but Black Widow probably takes the cake for me. Uh, I lost two top eights in tournaments because I rolled a three when I was playing a theme team and couldn't prop it. I feel so, you. I've been there. Yep. Like Ace, Ace at least makes sense and says you just can't use on dial prop, but she doesn't shut off theme teams. But Black Widow's like, oh, you're trying to shoot my Captain Marvel with your green arrow to completely destroy her, and all you need is a four. Oh, you missed. Oh, that sucks. I guess you're gonna stay a miss. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. You. So now I need to find both of my answers again, since you took uh, both of my well, answers. But that's get, fine. Get more unique I have, answers. I have time now because uh, we'll go to Devin. Um, or is yeah. Uh, mine is uh, for most interesting character. I'm. I'm gonna have to pick. Uh, the various invisible women as well. Uh, I picked them for their figure. Uh, but also, <laughs> honorable mention to the uh, Spider-Man chases. I think that all that keyword cheating makes for really interesting ways to try to figure out how to combine characters into one theme team. I like it. I agree. Um, degenerate character slash game element. As far as characters go, it's probably 1776. As far as game elements, technically Ancient Hold wasn't released this year, but it basically was. Uh, and that's my answer. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, we also have favorite and least favorite map, but that's also a fair honorable mention. Uh, Tom? Uh, yeah, for like most interesting character uh, introducing something interesting to the game, 
for me, it's a clear front runner, uh, which is a non-prime uncommon jolt. Uh, he can sidestep, and if you roll a d6 and four through six, he can use sidestep again. And I really think that that's a really distinct and interesting thing that's added to the game. No, of course, I'm kidding. The the answer is the Invisible Woman. Uh, there is no other answer. It's the most interesting thing that happened this year. So, you know, that edges out Jolt just by a little bit. But honorable mention to Jolt. Uh, love that ability to sidestep after you've already sidestepped. Really original. Um, most degenerate game element, probably also Jolt, because you can just do, do that over and over again. Uh, so theoretically, you can sidestep for the rest of the game if you like, roll lucky enough. Like, you can just run the clock out by doing nothing but sidestepping with Jolt. So I think that's pretty degenerate if you ask me. Um, no, uh, Lucas was right. The Chase Black Widow is the best answer. <laughs> so I'm just trying to be funny because wow. my answers are clearly the same as Lucas's uh, and the same as yours, Jay's, because I think that those are all really good answers. Uh, so, well, you know, if you're not sure, go with Joel. Otherwise, go with what Lucas said. <laughs> I mean, when they combined a Fantastic Four mechanic, that's not the most comic accurate, but even among the even outside of the actual new Fantastic Four, they've always had a very fluid roster. Um, but that plus the fact that you loved that sort of mechanic with uh, the teleporter, yeah. uh, it wasn't my... a hard sell for you. No, yeah, I, it was going to be my favorite all along. But, I mean, okay, I you guess. Know, for what it's worth, uh, like, I will honorable mention Most Degenerate as the brief period in which 1776 broke the game. Uh, it's already been resolved to some extent. But there was a brief period there where I think it was pretty, uh, pretty uh, awful. So I'm glad something was done. Uh, just to say, the only like, there's not many answers that are even possible for like a general mechanic or whatever. But I do like Joel. No, Joel actually made one of my uh, one of my worst lists, or uh, my worst list in one of the realms threads, basically similar to this, like a bunch of different categories. Um, should have honorable mention it for uh, who? How do you remember the jolt exists? What's wrong with you? <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> I like secret identities a lot. I feel like there's also room to like, I don't know, like you print Peter and then you have room to make other Spider-Mans. It's just you can build on it and it gives you something interesting to do with your sideline, especially when you have to make a choice. Like, am I going to bring three, all three choices for each of them and. I mean, some yeah, of them are way too good in autonomous, autonomous standard characters. Yeah. Good answer. I like that. Um, and then, I mean, Widow just did... Uh, Widow just did way too much. Um, the re no, no reroll trait was just so... It was free, and there was no... There was no interactivity. Like, Nighthawk Prime, you could base him. But Widow, there's nothing you could do besides Pulse Waver. Like, absolutely stone nothing. Like, you just, hey, I have a 13 on 18. Oh, I rolled a 4. There's literally nothing I could do. Or I had a situation where I was targeting multiple characters. I hit someone on others. I'm like, oh, I can't reroll because I might just end up not, you know, I just might not be able to do anything. And so, not, for, not just... for nothing, but she does a bunch of other stuff that's also questionable yeah. and extremely powerful. Her... Yeah. I, it's hard to say that her generating is the best ever, but it's it's... Obviously, Jason Wingard will probably keep that title forever because Pogs will get generated, but just the... Or Maggot. That recruit is so ridiculous. Yeah, Maggot. Like, yeah, I mean, it's not a competition, but... And, yeah, and then also... I mean, even just making a penetrating poison thing is kind of... Jason can't even do that, so... 
Um, and also just the no power. play all three. The fact, <laughs> uh, I mean, I have built, uh, I, I built teams with, uh, like, unthemed, do stuff after taxi teams I have built with Jason and Maggot, but what was I saying? Um, the fact that in addition to everything else she does, the fact that she has traded stealth with those stats, like, 18 Reflex has traded stealth, and then she also has Avengers, the fact that she has improved targeting Hinder Egg, so you can't even have use stealth, like, there's just nothing you can do against her besides kill her and you can't even really kill her because she has a, that stop that stupid stop look so yeah it's just there's it's not there's no good times to be had there okay um uh favorite i don't know why i didn't put least favorite but i guess uh favorite least favorite primes i think that is tom Ooh, i hadn't thought about least favorite i'll i'll, I'll uh, try to do that while i'm talking about my favorite um, I had a bit of a love-hate relationship with how much House of X I should put onto this, but I do have to, I really can't get away from saying my favorite Prime is Apocalypse, and it's not really so much from a competitive perspective, like I, I think that he might have an outside chance as a, as a, as a potentially competitively playable piece, that it is an outside though, um, he's not I think he's better than he looks, but he's not as good as he could be. But there's just something about there's there's a there's a part of me that watched the X Men animated cartoon growing up that just loves the image of a big goofy looking apocalypse turning all of my guys into horsemen. Uh, I really want to play that, and I just think that they captured that mechanic in a really fun and interesting way. He feels like they were designing for the cartoon, uh, and and that really tickles uh, the little child in me that still likes this source material outside of just the strategic application. So I think I have to go with Apocalypse just because I like him so much. Uh, and I, again, I do think that his dial is good. Um, again, better than it looks. Um, but a big part of it is just the fact that he makes me personally excited to get him onto the table. Uh, and that's got to be a, a good thing. Um, so I won't go on because I could. There are others that I think are probably more appropriate to say best. Uh, but that my I'm going to go with favorite on this one and, and, and judge with my heart. Um, as for worst, um, that one is tricky. And again, I, I have to go a little bit off the off the top of my head. Um, and I mean, Jolt is the obvious answer. But uh, to me, I think it's probably going to be Riot. First of all, I generally thought that making all of the like Codex symbiotes uh, a prime theme was just really stupid, and I think I don't think I'm alone in that. Uh, why can't I play the Riot, Scream, and Venom together? Uh, shouldn't it be the other way around? Shouldn't they specifically be pieces that you should play together? I don't know. Um, but so the prime theme in the first place was a bit of a mistake, in my opinion. And then within them, I just think Riot is the least interesting. Although it's like it is a it's a close combat. Um, but uh, I do think Riot is the most bland. And you know, if you only have room for one prime on your team, I think you're playing a pretty boring team if this is the one you've reached for. So that would be my choice. Wait, if you only have room for one prime, as opposed to what Scott? Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess me. Uh, I did not think you would. I mean, that's a, not a bad pick. It, it's not an easier to pick for, but I feel like picking with my heart, like I said. Yeah, the amount of text that I see when I actually no, give me a quick sec. I just want to see what it actually looks like on the actual card before I, I make a I judgment have a feeling based I know on. Where you're going here, but 
Yeah, so it's 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 only one card, but literally half of the, the real estate of Parasite's card is all his stupid vampire stuff. It's like, I shouldn't look at a vampire dial and know that it's bad, because it's a vampire dial. And I also shouldn't know that it's a bad vampire dial because it's a prime, and those are always bad, except for Jubilee being passable for a weird, that's how they designed her kind of reason, but I just, no. I don't want to get behind anything called Parasite in 2020 anyway. Oof. <laughs> but it's just I I what I I understand that if you can get to what uh, you know what I'm actually gonna say I don't even think his his regen like his healing's not even that good like when you get to an ultimate on a vampire doll you should be like holy crap but he has sidestep and then maybe other powers depending <laughs> on picked but it's just it's uh, no classic if if Wait, what? Wait, who who played him in Kilted Classic? I don't remember, honestly. If anybody did, I would be surprised. Somebody, uh, I, I lost to it, so. Right. I mean, there was, was a prime, there was at least one prime in the last round, so there couldn't have been a worse one, but it's just... He got all the way up to sidestep, and then it was all over for you. <laughs> I mean, he My did God. literally get to top dial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. God. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no. He was and playing, like, opponent... Venom Symbiote chases plus parasite really? and just like rolled all of his shape changes i was playing double wolverine the ah, uh okay. oh yeah yeah like shape changed out of all of my attacks and i got to make no attacks on okay my first, so, on but, but, initial charge but if parasite <laughs> parasite doesn't roll shape change successfully or if you do that with it he's he's dead yeah he's just done. i mean i'm not he's good i'm just saying i lost to it yeah <laughs> and then you also you also might not get steel energy depending on if they just don't have powers like they could just not have powers uh or you you charge, and then you get a power that gives you a range value. It's like, why? Why? Did you pick a best, or did you go straight to your worst? You went oh, straight to worst. no. I did go straight to worst, but uh, my best is Crimson Avenger. Um, it's... Shocking. You can shut your mouth. Uh, in addition to the fact that he has a very Spider-Man fanable soldier keyword, it's just... It, it kind of feels weird to use your prime slot on the support piece but q exists and also just he just has basically everything you want like if you have theme probs you have one character who has perplexed prob maybe can remove tokens with jlu depending on your team um free smoke cloud only only four markers but whatever and the fact that you can give them a token that's just like a whole thing with the fact that you can just assign a token for free like obviously we've seen it with kobik but it's just such a thing that can, when you can do it it's you, you have to think about it. And then his defenses are probably just good enough with uh, stealth, 17 reflexes, and then he can perplex it up as well. But he won, sta- he won at least one states. So it's uh, proof enough for me. And I've tried to build him with uh, um, Steve, Avengers, whatever. But there's a lot of good choices, but also just a character that I'm happy they made again, let alone made this good. So... There you go. Uh, I guess Lucas and then Devin. Lucas. All right. So my uh, my favorite was actually from House of X. Um, I loved or I love uh, Emperor Vulcan. Ooh. I Thank think you Emperor for being right. Um, I'm ex- really excited to play him. Uh, for for 175 points, yeah, he's a little steep, but he's got you know 10 clicks life, two stop clicks, traded pulse wave and protected pulse wave, 
and he reduces penetrating damage. So <laughs> he can't yeah. be pulse waved, and he gets his impervious. I cannot think of a better combination there for a tent pole, right? Um, Pretty you know, you give him a give him a soul gem or give him a carnage symbiote, and just let him start healing, and yeah. it becomes and a problem. No wit, so you can't get rid of any of his powers. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they have to go all in on his defenses. But it feels good to have a temple like this that you feel reasonable you can make work. Well, like, think about this, right? So, like, because he has Pulse Wave always, you give him the Carnage Symbiote, how common are Pogs in the current meta? They're everywhere, right? Yeah, whether it's somebody playing Jason, whether they're playing Mary Jane, whether they're playing, you know, Maggot or something else. You know, somebody plays Waldo and makes Sikorsky or whatever. So all of these Pogs obviously die in one hit. Let's say he gets hit all the way to click 10. Oh, I'm just going to Pulse Wave. Oh, I killed three of those Pogs and I have the Carnage Symbiote? Allow me to heal three clicks here real quick. Like, it's it's just <laughs> it's just nuts. I think he's just he's just stupid and solid and, and really hard to kill. And um, he'll plus, be a lot of fun to play. Plus, don't forget, he Not also has... Not to mention the well, I was damage say, power. He has, uh, he has two of the best keywords in the game with Imperial Guard and Shi'ar. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, glad somebody I, finally sees I, it, Tom. <laughs> I think I see something else written here too. I can't quite read it. Cosmic ruler. Yeah, never heard of him. Yeah, never um, heard of him. <laughs> well, he have the problem, points. But he doesn't but, even have power cosmic. I don't see. You know, it's, so it could be better. <laughs> um, for 175 points, you know. I think it's better to not focus on theme versus theme with him because you're probably going to find a better combination and your theme's not going to be high enough to probably win map anyways. But yeah, probably. Like he's just he's just really solid and I think he's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, as far as least favorite, you know, there's there's a lot of options here, but like between Riot or Scream, I think are probably my <laughs> my picks. They're just not good for what I'm they do. You. <laughs> They're grappling right. for the, the bottom spot. Yeah, I mean, like Venom is amazing because he does a shredder thing, and Doppelganger is obviously stupid. Yeah, they're uh, both really good. <laughs> yeah, but Scream and Riot are both like, "Wow, I'm so glad I pulled this. Thank you for this bountiful harvest, Whiz Kids." Yeah, it's just not good. So, not they just neither of them feel like a prime. It's like this no, didn't not at all. like no. really. Like, not at all, at all, at all. No, so. they feel like a free comic book day figure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the free comic book day figure was good this year. That's... Actually, that Hulk is one of the better ones that they... That I, I like that Hulk a lot. Well, I was thinking uh, from Widow. Two years ago. Yeah, obviously, yeah, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which gave Shifting uh, Focus Widow's second last. Uh, not yet, no. Um, so, Micron is my favorite from this year. Uh, I enjoy playing alpha strikey teams and he's just super flexible enjoy playing him a lot um and my least favorite riot <laughs> <laughs> i like the consistency of this i mean there's just no redeeming qualities about that figure <laughs> yeah yeah they just i really like this figure but the prime like that's the only thing it's kind of sad it'd be totally fine as a normal uncommon but it's absolutely terrible as prime yeah it would be good to like 
It would be good to just try to play an overwhelm strategy on a Codex theme team along with figures like Scream and Venom. The problem is, you can't do it! <laughs> yeah, why would you want to play the Life Foundation figures, whatever. Okay. Um, what was I? I think one of my lists is in the wrong order. Um, favorite, yeah, this is a not a least favorite one, but favorite bystander for Jason Wingard. So there's a correct answer to this one. <laughs> then there's the answer I want to give. The correct answer well, is Chewie. Yeah, okay. The correct answer is what? Chewie. Like, it's the best pog for Jason Wingard that came out this year. The answer that I want to give is Franklin Galactus. <laughs> Which would have been the best pog for him this year if you didn't have to have friggin' Dr. Richards on your team. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I'm kind of glad they did that. <laughs> Yeah, it's no, cool um, that you can no. do it. So I want him. I want him for no reason other than just to have him. I shouldn't have to have Dr. Richards on my team. Was it right. balanced and a good idea from WizKids? Absolutely, but that doesn't make me want it any less. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my 12-5 pulse wave. <laughs> uh, um... I, can't, I can't disagree with Devin, but what I, I can toss in as a, an honorable mention for me and admittedly i don't have a lot of stock in this category since i don't particularly like jason wingard not that i don't think he's great i just he's one of those figures i don't like playing because i just feel like i'm playing the good thing um but i i really like that they've just introduced another uh high attack support piece in sikorsky i always like support for free i never seem to like support on the board it's just too situational but having a nice support piece on the side is always uh, is always something I enjoy. So you know, for me, he's going to be a, an honorable mention because it's nice to have a support option out there. And I know we do already, but he's just good. Yeah, Sikorsky is much better than the other ones. I, I love Molecule thought, Man. Yeah, well, I was going to say like Tom Molecule Man. Like what? Like no, he's, he's good attack, too. There's a there's a few. It's it it's like I could play Mr. Oz or I could pay you know. You could pay half that many points for a second Jason Wingard, in addition to your other Jason Wingard. And obviously that's not all he does, but... Or just the yeah. best sniper. Of, you know, just, hey, Dark Phoenix... Oh, you had a Dark Phoenix. So... <laughs> he is awesome. also have a vision. <laughs> Pardon? Yeah, Molecule Man nuts. I love it. I, I've played yeah. it a couple times on Jason, and it's just it's just stupid, stupid, stupid solid. Totally. Always having Rob when okay. you need it is good. Prob good. Let me let me just write that down. Prob good. Don't tell that to my sealed team today. Oof. Yeah, it's uh not the worst sealed game we've had where that happened to you, but it was uh was pretty bad. A lot of a lot of force. Yeah. A lot of force. Um, favorite location bonus. Um, I feel like that deserves to be Tom because he's the map. He's the cartographer. Well, that's kind of you to say. I was not super excited by the location bonuses this year, I must admit. Um, and so I I don't think that my, my pick is going to be a particularly popular one. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. Uh, but for me, it's Latvarian Village. I like the idea of being able to give somebody on my team Mastermind, even if it is a very specific kind of Mastermind. And I'm a big fan, generally, of POG generating location bonuses that don't have to start in your starting area. Um, 
So the ability to use them to try to go and steal or disrupt uh, opposing objects is great. It's not going to overshadow the Iceberg Lounge because the Latvian peasants are not as good as the birds and they're not autonomous. So that's a double whammy. Uh, and also, I actually like Lat the Iceberg Lounge better just as a map. So all in all, Iceberg Lounge is better if that's what you're building for. But coupled with the fact that it does the Mastermind shtick and the fact that it's free on Latvian teams and I think that there are some... Um, some viable Latvian builds out there. Uh, it's uh, it's enough to it's enough to get my nod in a year where I wasn't super excited about the location bonuses. That I mean that was my second pick. I think it's uh, it was a weird one because the map wasn't legal. I think people kind of forgot about it. Um, but we'll see. I had so so for context last year. Uh, at Origins, the last Origins that happened, uh, I played a Battle Royale, like a big Battle Royale game with a bunch of friends, uh, just friend group, including like the Petersons and Ken Small and a bunch of other people. But basically, the whole reason I played the team was because I wanted to play stuff that helped everybody on the table, basically. So, in this case, one of the figures was like Earth X Loki. He can like give everybody a bonus. And then the other one was Prez. Because he can take tokens off like everybody, but then he proceeded to fail every leadership role until the last round. And I'm just like, well, so I I do indeed, I don't think I've actually played it, but I do love at least the idea of Reign of Terror. Because it's not overwhelmingly, you know, it's not like, oh man, he can reroll leadership. But yes, you can have cool leadership effects, but I don't think, I wouldn't think it's a feel bad for the opponent unless... I mean, yeah, if you keep on getting it every single turn, that would be, you know, but I think it's just a fun little thing. And obviously, yeah. especially so since it works specifically well with that Doom. The only problem, I have two problems with it. Uh, number one is that because the effect looks for a character named Dr. Doom, it doesn't work for God Emperor Doom. And the fact that you also cannot assign it to the leadership generate Doombot's Doom because the the timing when he leaves the map. Actually, I, sorry, you could do it without his optional trait, but I don't know if you're playing it without his optional trait. Um, but it's just good fun. And then if you know, it's it's one of the more reasonable constellations because it's either you pick a character to reroll leadership or you just get it once per game. So I think it's pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, I guess Lucas. Uh, so I'm just gonna go with Rain and Terror. I think that map bonus is solid. It's really great for teams that rely on a leadership role, even if you're not playing on a team team. And it works really well with uh, some of the dooms that we've gotten. It's a good map as well. Uh, the elevated, the blocking, how it's all lays out. I think it's a great, great map. I love it a lot. I actually. I'm really still. Like I'm gonna. I'm gonna just take this chance to throw shade at Exodus because I think that Wes needs to stop. From what I've heard. <laughs> well, this hasn't played Exodus in quite some time, but I think Exodus was perfectly fine on that map. Um, he had full map breach with either a multi-target pulse wave or energy explosion that was precision striked, so uh, it worked out really well. It was a solid team, and I really liked it. For reference, Exodus gets a power based on if he takes tokens off of characters, he gets plus one all his values. So for every it, character uh, token. <laughs> So yeah. you put him next to two Magnetos and a Jason, auto-succeed leadership if you lost map, or just get a, a double chance at a five through six, and if he hits it, he's it's go time with him. So, uh, Devin? 
I actually really like um, Reed Richards Lab, whatever that one's called. Unstable uh, Molecules. Yeah, that one. I like those special terrain markers. They synergize really well with like doing some Alpha Strike things with uh, Dark Phoenixes in the back. They're just good for retaliators. I enjoy right. playing them. It's also a pretty interesting map, I think. Yeah, corner-to-corner maps are always nice to see. It's just too bad we don't have a good range plasticity character to use with uh, all the walls. I remember using Elongated Man uh, <laughs> across doors. It's like, but... But no, just on fire. Um, this is either gonna be this is gonna be a weird one because from what you guys said, but uh, favorite team up card, and I will go with I have to do two. Although funnily enough, one is more than the other. Uh, both of them give a team ability where you get to share defense values. One of them is the, I guess this is my only. House of X pick, but the Beast one that gives defenders keyword and team ability to him himself, Angel and Iceman. Angel and Iceman have gotten the team build. He's had Beast has had the keyword more, but Angel and Iceman keep on getting the keyword and the team ability, even though they're basically not members of that team. But he is. But I still, and he hadn't had the team ability printed since uh, pre-carded. So, but that one and. The more, the less comic accurate to play one, but still on principle, the Martian Manhunter JSA one, which he gives that to himself, Flash, Green Lantern, and Hawkgirl. And then what is it? Also, if they're all on the map, he has probs. So keyword cheating is fun. And those should have both been obvious. And Lucas. Uh, team of cards, yeah, they're, they're garbage and I don't like them, but I guess the Amazo Flash... Is probably my favorite one from the year because it's actually useful. So, although you don't, it's get a, a good idea. Line. It's just the execution. The execution is terrible. Most of them are very, very bad. And yeah, not having any sort of guideline on how they actually work, what you're supposed to follow, is the bold text required? Is the not bold text required? You know, all that stuff. It's just it was poorly executed, and because of WizKids's hiatus rules team this year just not being available due to no events being ran we don't really have any guidance on them so yeah okay Gavin. um there are only two team up cards that i have any desire to own uh there's the wolverine common wolverine one from house of x which gives adjacent colossus's tk and then lets him use charge for free so you can common wolverine charge flurry flurry which is potentially a lot of damage. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and then there's the the five one that Hope has that basically gives a like stop, click, and heal to uh, whoever's the first to die of her. And it's basically just Proteus. None of the others are at all worth playing, I don't think. Was it her, her Proteus, Tempest, Egg, and Elixir. Elixir? Elixir is fine. Yeah, he's not playable. <laughs> if he had stealth top dial, I would like him a lot more, but... I, I wish Team of Cards turned out better. Like, there's a lot of potential. Like, I would love to see them do one that, I don't know, makes certain teams that have too many primes work. Or, I don't know, anything interesting. But, I don't know. What about you, Tom? How nonplussed are you? Super nonplussed. I don't care about Team of Cards. Uh, cards, uh, you know, pun, no pun intended here, but I'll put my cards on the table. Uh, I don't 
care about team-up cards, uh, and my attitude since they were first introduced was I'll wait until some of them start breaking through, and then I will start caring about those ones. So in the meantime, my favorite team-up card of the year is Justice League Unlimited Common Batman team-up number two with Green Lantern. Uh, if the listed friendly character is on the map, then Batman can use ESD and gains Passenger 2. It's my favorite team-up because I played it in the sealed game once. It's the only one that I remember. Uh, all the rest of them can go stuff it until one of them gets good enough for me to care. Yeah, it's either it's either the character is not good enough or the effect is just not worth it and the character is not good enough. Yeah, and I don't love the way, like, the, the fact it's so impossible to collect, and, like, it just, uh, everything, up, there's, I have nothing good to say about team up cards, so the less said the better. Yeah, it's it's also not worth asking what the least favorite is, because there is an objectively correct answer. All of them? The, the mechanic? No, 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 actually, one specific card. Oh. I don't uh, know them well enough to know what you're talking about. Agreed. The because uh, every or Justice League basically all the characters had like Batman had X effect and everybody got it or whatever. Uh, so the flashes was Super Senses, uh, and then they gave that card as with all the cards to Martian Manhunter who has traded Super Senses. So <laughs> literally useless. Perfect. I thought and you were gonna literally talk. means literally. <laughs> hmm. I thought you were gonna say the the team up with Karima because. Depending on how it's worded or how they rule, might that be it literally works. unusable. <laughs> might be physically unusable. Yeah. Like the. I mean. <laughs> yeah, My answer is still more correct, but. It's a it's a killer's row of terrible team up cards out there. Uh, we could go on all day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the action ones were just. Pardon. Justice for swamp thing is basically what these team up cards are. <laughs> Okay. Um, most. I'm gonna do these ones separately. Most underrated figure. So figure that was good, but nobody seemed to care or talk about. Uh, this feels like a Tom starting question. Yeah, it's also one I struggled with a lot. Um, probably more than any other thing on this list did I struggle with this one because by and large, if I thought it was good. Uh, then I felt like I wasn't alone in that one and, and other people agreed. And if I didn't think it was good, then I can't really be underrated. Um, so I really struggled. And so I think that the answer I'm going to go with is a bit of a personal one because I still don't think it's very good. Um, and that's null. Um, but like, I just, it seems like it should be. And so, I don't know, it feels like it's underrated by me specifically because I always look at null and be like, ah, this guy sucks. But like, didn't you win a win a map with him? Yes, I did. Yeah, you literally. <laughs> yes, I did win a tournament with him, with two of him, in fact. Um, and uh, and even setting that aside, like, I just every time I look at him, I'm like, oh, this guy's crap. But I can't. I realize that 80% of the teams I play would probably struggle with him a lot. So I think I am underrating him. So that's why I'm putting him on my underrated list. Mine is weird because the figure has definitely seen play, but I still think it's it's almost a crime how underplayed it is because it is that good and no i mean also yes but no i'm trying to go for as most objective an answer as possible um she like the chase got all the glory and all the attention but i just don't understand how little play shifting focus widow gets she's just absolutely incredible you have one 
I mean, now you have the running shot perplex one, which is a good tool, but you have one that basically stops alpha strike teams because you can't place from more than six within six of her. So basically just no alpha strikes unless yeah. they have like a long range. You have one that stops, actually kills bystanders by potentially giving them tokens. Uh, they all have some good support piece or support powers and they're just, Oh, I didn't I even mention that the, she does get a lot of play, but huh? I would argue she not does enough. get a lot of play, but okay, not enough. enough. Okay, not enough because I don't think it's possible just with how stupidly good she is. Also, just like the it, shutting off improved targeting is ludicrously good because you can you know play self characters, play the Nightbringer, and the keywords are kind of limited, but um, it's fine. But I just think. No matter how much play it sees, it should be seeing more. Uh, Lucas? I'm going to go PS4 Spider-Man. Hmm. Yeah, we saw a lot of play right at the beginning of the year, and then just completely fell off. Good point. And we haven't seen him again. And I think people forget about how good that figure actually is. Um, especially with the change to the scroll TA, and then also with uh, the potential uh, next year, the new Wonder or this year, the new Wonder Woman team ability that's coming out will elevate him substantially. Hmm. My favorite. He also this this is this reminds me of like one of my favorite episode or ever, favorite uh, moments from a podcast that wasn't mine, but basically it was Ed on Critical Clicks. Ed Scott and Isaac were going through figures and were like, "This figure is Spider Manable," and then they're like, "Oh, this Spider Man has all sorts of keywords that you can use <laughs> for the Spider Man <laughs> family traits." Like, yes, but he he has the Spider Man family keyword that works pretty well. <laughs> it's just uh, style points at that point. <laughs> yeah, Wonder um, Woman with the new Wonder Woman team ability, the Spider Man's gonna have a three through six senses. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's basically yeah, that seems easy to get through, right? Yeah, <laughs> basically, right now, if they don't, they don't have Black Widow or Doom. You're basically just not nigh unhittable. Yeah, no, there's just, there's just an unlikely chance that you could hit them. <laughs> you know, he's still got yeah, the interact. Luck, I'm gonna get crit he's still got really good options for equipment. He's still got the heels and the vooping around, like. Does a lot, and as long as you play him properly, he's super solid. Yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah, to... he was being used mostly as an ID battery, which is why he fell off, I think, because most yep. people who were playing him that way just didn't think he was good without it. But uh, I do think he's probably. You still mean good. you mean like Mortal Hulk? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like yeah, Mortal Hulk's terrible now that it can't call in IDs, right? No. Oh, okay. Right. Awesome. Now, now it just hits you for you know nine damage, or sorry, uh, what would it be sixteen damage in a turn? Sorry, I couldn't. Do that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, my my pick is um God Emperor Doom. He's more correctly rated now, but like everybody just kept looking at his like 200 and 300 point lines when he first got revealed for some reason and ignoring that his 100 point line is very very good. Yeah, man. Hmm. Agreed. Yep. It's always you always know when things are previewed cuz people were like, "Oh, he's not good, like whatever." Like it's just it's it's hilarious how easy it is to See people being well, done about things. That knife cuts both ways, uh, which leads us to our overrated, right? Yeah. Um, I'll give it to Lucas to start. I'll throw me under the bus. Um, overrated figures. Uh, you know, part of me wants to say Amazo, 
because when Amazo was first like reviewed and came out, like he seemed really, really solid, and then immediately afterwards, Black Widow came out, and it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> bye. <Right. laughs> I guess we're not playing him anymore. Um, <laughs> he just kind of instantly disappeared. Like it wasn't even they they played him in like one one tournament, and that was it. Um, well, but, not including Popper. Yeah, in Popper, he's absolutely he's still nuts. Like it's it's un unbelievable how crazy that guy is in Popper. But yeah, in 300 Modern, definitely kind of gone yeah, by the wayside. Uh, king of a dead format. That's a weird title. Although I did have fun playing him with uh, the Galactus Herald dial. I thought that worked really well with him. Um, turns out picking three powers off off of uh, Super Scroll, and then having the Herald Dial to give him Projected Outwit made him really difficult for people to deal with. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. Based on what I can tell, people, I think people are going to underplay Black Widow going forward, so I think that's going to make him better unless they actually know that it's still good. So I think it. I think we'll see. Yeah, I agree. Maybe briefly. I don't know. I'm gonna probably going to play her if I really care, if I really want to win uh Devin. uh my answer for this is from the very start of the year blade um when he was spoiled people were like this figure's like vulture he's incredible it's like against two keywords and if your opponent has nothing with those keywords he literally does nothing <laughs> and he's very bad and absolutely unplayable yeah, he's got a lot Fair. of a lot of special text and not not a whole lot of substance like, if you happen I mean, to it's... be facing Mystical or Monster, sure, he's great, but just play Vulture, and then he does that against every team, instead of having a 50-point figure that does nothing against most teams. Yep. Yeah, it's like you play them for the same points, and then you also are... You're not playing Vulture, and it's like, why... What if you did? What if you played a thing that was good and not a thing that was bad? Yep. Uh, Tom? For me, the answer is clear. Part, I don't know why it just so happened that it seems like I, I got wind of a ton of people getting real excited about Chase Ultron at 150 points. Uh, but I, just people saw the 14 attack and lost their minds. Uh, and boy, that has not panned out. Uh, I, I would not go as far as to say that he's a bad figure, but we're also not talking about bad. We're talking about overrated. Uh, and to me, there were a lot of people who just thought that Ultron was going to kill the game, it seems like. Or they're like, what does this game become? I'm like, the game hasn't become anything. He just has a really high attack value that you're not going to see because he doesn't have enhanced, uh, improved targeting. Uh, and you're, you'll just get cornered. You'll get knocked off it. Before you know it, then he's not as good as you think he is. Like, I'll, I'll be honest, he's good at 150 points, but I just don't think he's as good as everyone who got so excited for him. He's got everything he should have on paper but it just doesn't add up the way it should in practice. So maybe I'm wrong, and I'm happy to be proven wrong, but I have not seen the results to justify the hype. Right, he's just a beat stick, but... Like, the survivability is there, but it's still just... Yeah, it doesn't do things. You kind of got to do things, and then you play the game. You do have to do things. Um, What the heck? Did I forget mine? Oh, uh... It's weird because it's fine. I'll give a non-House of X answer as well. Um, this is a weird one because it is actually that good, but it is still that overrated. Uh, this is like an off-top-my-head one. 
Uh, oh man, actually, there's more than one of those. But I'm gonna go for Steampunk Penny because I, I don't get why she's so overpriced in the secondary market. Like she's good, but she is. I think literally what happened is one person posted her on eBay for way too much, and then everybody just said, oh, "Okay, one sealed list, uh, one sold means that that's what it is now." And it's like, don't get me wrong, the teams with her are good, the robot teams are good, it's all good, but it's just, it's oh, very overhyped as far as I'm concerned. Um, the House of X answer was Old Man Phoenix because. No, he's not seeing much much play, or he will a little bit in the game, but then he will not. So enjoy your casual piece, but no. <laughs> I think if teams don't have a way to quickly deal with Old Man Phoenix, he could potentially become a problem. But yeah, he he's actually not nearly as hard to KO as some people are thinking he is. Uh, just because it's not hard to deal nine clicks of damage to something in a turn uh, at all. So, yeah, if your team can't do that, it's probably not beating many other things either. It's it's just the kind of figure that doesn't work. Like, you're paying either way. I think it feels like overall the higher is maybe less under-cost, less over-costed, but you're just paying for a basic charge flurry bead stick, and he just takes penetrating damage and dies. Like... It's not like Cyclops ID hit him for six days, but still. Guys, he has it's... a printed 19 defense. Nothing can hit that. <laughs> I will... Hold on. What were you just saying about Ultron having a 14 attack? Yeah, here's a piece that, that Ultron can beat. So. <laughs> here's, here's the question that I have that I think is hilarious. Why does... Old Man Phoenix have a 12 attack, 4 damage on his last click. No idea. I was going to jokingly say, if I want a 19 defense, I'll play Andre. But he literally has a longer dial, too. <laughs> For 110 points, he has an extra click of life, and it's harder to deal with because of WWE. But point being that, it basically... Hey, go ahead. It's like, Vulture, you eat across the map, so he's fine. But the, just close combat doesn't exist. Things will just get shot unless you're on a specific map. Like, yeah, Wendigo's on Ancient Hold works, but we're talking about a temple, so... It is funny, just... the, the tunnel vision that people seem to get. It's like, look at this, he's nine clicks long with reduction all the way, and, like, every turn you can roll a five or a six and heal back, and you're like, what world are you living in? <laughs> I think I'm this... roll a one four turns in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like there's a chance that Lucas and Devin won't quite get this. But Tom, do you remember when people were hyped for uh, Prime Union Jack? <laughs> Hype. Yeah, so basically, uh, Union Jack had actually not a dissimilar. Eh, basically, when you hit a monster, they couldn't heal for the rest of the game. Yeah, uh, when you hit an opposing character with a monster keyword, the damage always penetrated damage, and that character can't heal for the rest of the game. Uh, at the time, there was a bunch of the zombie virus characters, like Super Scroll, who basically would not die. Like, it's it's funny how bad that don't die is compared to what we have now. But basically, it's like, hey, they made a silver bullet. And you're like, yeah, but, you know, not good. And, like, not... I don't even know if he's better or worse comparatively than Blade, but it's just these... 
it's a silver bullet that nobody should care about. Like, okay, you can't revive or whatever. Like, yeah, that effect doesn't do anything. <laughs> it also literally does nothing to Earth X Daredevil, which makes me just die of laughter. Um, but like, yeah, okay, Immortal Hulk can't doesn't have um, what is it? Doesn't have uh, his invincible in the mid dial, but you still have to hit him three times or whatever to take him down at that point or two. I mean, uh, like Immortal just... Hulk is going to kill Old Man Phoenix before Old Man Phoenix gets Old Immortal Hulk down once. So it doesn't matter yeah. that he screws him if he does, right? <laughs> I think yeah. you know how many times you're yeah. going to have You know what? <laughs> I, I love the power combo, charge, flurry, exploit, weakness. That, that all works together, right? right? There's a world where oh, you can potentially get the exospecs and have a 13 hypersonic if your exospecs don't just get stolen and destroyed. Before you get a chance to equip them, I don't know. Like, you're probably gonna, you'll probably win map with 160 points in one figure so far. <laughs> it, it, it's it's basically like in the same set they printed Emperor Vulcan and then they're like, how do we make this? Like, how do we make another temple but actively bad? Like they knew exactly what they were doing and then just somebody was like, what if what if this was a joke? This is a really sick joke. Not, not to—he's not casual. I think he would be very casually playable and sort of thing, but it's just competitively very overrated. Anybody even thinking that there's a also, chance? Well, and also let's let's be clear: this guy can deal twelve damage in a in a turn on every click of his dial. Yep, that Absolutely. can happen, guys. So that means it will happen. <laughs> <laughs> If you get wow. very lucky, Old Man Phoenix could be incredible. Yeah, that's basically how it works. Old Man Phoenix is old man lucky. <laughs> like if you pull if you pull the booster and seal that exists, uh, has been seen multiple times of him and Bishop. Yes, you're going to do well in your seal. <laughs> well, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's also silver bullets are weird in Heroclix because they're either they are either mandatory C player, they're just actively not good. Like you have Nighthawk, or then you have I don't know. Nobody is gonna. Nobody really played uh, Prodigy, but that was yeah. just not a so, thing. Silver bullets like shifting focus Widow, or if there was like a Fantastic Four character that was a huge silver bullet, like Black Leopard, for example. He's not really a silver bullet, but kind of um, sure. are good because you don't have to put them on your team always against things that they aren't good against. But silver bullets that are like more than twenty points that aren't useful in all matchups, you're just not gonna play them. <laughs> Right, or they also do other things. Like, I don't know, on an X-Men theme, Darwin could at least do theme probs and was hard to kill, whatever. Meat shield, but... Yeah, or it's like, just... Valeria now is kind of a silver bullet against retaliators, but also is just a 30-point character with leadership yeah. and... <laughs> yeah, free... Yeah, like, everything. Yeah. Yeah. In everything else, I, don't, I just don't think the silver bullet is actually that good. Like, not, not that many of these mechanics... I don't know, are they actually that good or whatever? Or the the characters that have don't die abilities are either going to deal with them in their own way because it doesn't actually matter, or they have they will never be KO'd by him. So like he could crit, he could double crit Daredevil and Daredevil will still be alive, and also Daredevil doesn't care. So yeah. Um I feel like I forgot categories, but I have a favorite map and then least favorite afterwards. Um, I mean, I think who we start with is, uh, obvious, so go ahead. Who, me? 
Oh, well, yeah. I I put a, an asterisk on this category because I did want to stick with WizKids maps largely just because of the fact that they're so much more gettable. I know that may be an arbitrary line in the sand to draw, but it was the line I decided to draw. So for me, my favorite map of the year was actually a tricky choice because none of them were awesome and a lot of them were good. Um, so I went in favor of Aunt Petunia's house. Um, the map bonus is fine, but the map itself is really good, uh, at least in my opinion. Uh, I really like the fact that you've got so many isolated rooms, it really locks out how you can get around. But, of course, you can also stay outside the house uh, and try to carve your way in. It creates a lot of interesting lines of fire and interesting little blockade points. Um, and I think that it's the type, sort of map that rewards intelligent play and, and thoughtful um, deployment. And uh, and so, you know, I like, I don't like a map that, like, dictates the entire game. I've never been a big fan of maps based purely on their uh, ability to uh, sort of create broken situations that dictate how the game's outcome will go. I prefer a map that provides lots of different opportunities for unique deployment possibilities, uh, but still create still you can you can sort of cater the strategy of your uh, of your team around being able to use them if you can reasonably assume that you win map some goodly portion of the time. And to me, Ampetunia's House kind of scratches all of that. So maybe not the most articulately um, described uh, rationale, but it is, my, I think, my favorite of the of the year. Or, do you want to do the least favorite separately or just do it all at once? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to do. Which one? Uh, separately. Separately? Okay, great. Uh, me? Um, I had it. Oh, dang it. People, I need to have friends that are not, Paul, as smart as me. Or I guess I need to get smarter friends because I'm not. Or we need to, I don't know. I can't tell if he's insulting. Because we, we, we picked the same thing. <laughs> it's oh, just okay. every time we pick, I pick the same thing as somebody. I'm going to go with, there are not many WizKids options, but I think I enjoy the terrain on... Cadmus Labs a lot. It feels like it. It is obviously not even close, but it feels like doors used in a way that is good and reasonable, and windows. Agreed. It's kind of it's an indoor map, and there's you know a bunch of basically a bunch of little rooms, but one big room that's just based on windows. Uh, but a bunch of it's just it's an indoor map, but it doesn't feel bad. But it also does what an indoor map should do is uh basically what i would say um and also the fact that there's uh <laughs> the doors and windows but can't is uh ropes for wwe are also pretty neato so and uh because i'm still married to eddie guerrero until retirement because i don't really care about bronze age but if it works for wwe that's a bonus for me uh lucas um i mean this one's pretty obvious right so we're gonna go with phoenix nest oh <gasps> <laughs> yeah that's fair <laughs> yep <laughs> uh obviously it's a map that i helped design but it's also just i think has a really well well designed map um it's got good elevation changes decent starting areas uh, it's got some hiding hiding spots, some some blocking terrain, uh, every type of terrain in the game except for walls and and windows. 
like it uh i think it it's just really cool um and i i'm really enjoying having it on all of my build sheets so <laughs> that's my that's my choice uh devin um yeah that's a maps. Right. yes i the problem is that i didn't really play on any map that was released this year like ever <laughs> I saw so, you play on uh, the Avengers ones or the Cap the Cap ones. Yeah, technically. <laughs> that's basically it. I mean, I do like the look of Aunt Petunia's house, so I'll go with that. <laughs> Aunt Petunia's house bothers me because of all the indoor outdoor blocking terrain, or basically all the blocking is indoor and outdoor. Or it's only indoor, but it looks like it's outdoor because basically the fact that you can't draw a colossal on a fire across the map is just a headache rules wise. You so, just say it was your favorite one of the year? It also bothers me, just as a person who gets Astral's questions. But yeah, it's uh, it is that good. But also, I just, I just am thinking about all the rules questions. It's gonna eat up a lot of my life. <laughs> uh, and then least favorite, uh, obviously Phoenix Nest because it's it's <laughs> just atrocious, and uh, it's and i can't i know it's it's i haven't looked at it as in depth but i do like it uh my least favorite is i'm gonna do a WizKids and rock i'm gonna do ultron's lair for WizKids because it is if if this whole year wasn't online this would have been a thing that people talked about it's just it, it's basically the entire floor is covered with these wires and you can't see anything it's just it's it's hideous but online kind of saved it because you don't have the actual render. The actual answer is just I just look at rock data mine and I just get tired. I don't think I need to say anything else. Well, it's got the same problem, right? It's it's hard. It's a hard map to look at. It's so busy too. visually. <laughs> yeah. That that too. That is also not even the thing I was thinking about, but that too. Yeah, it's busy visually while not being very much fun to play on. The fact that you can do a map list of of Datamine, uh, Ancient Hold, and King's Tomb is just... Please, no. This is... <laughs> no. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Um, I was probably originally going to go with Ultron's Lair as well, because yeah, the map is just so hard to look at. Um, but like... Also, um, even though it's a map that I'm going to run on every team I play, I think Glen Grove Cemetery has a problem. It has the same problem as WWE Arena, which is it heavily advantages uh, teams that don't want to worry about terrain. Right? This is this, this map is even worse with Batman than WWE Arena because now he can shoot colossals without any issue. Um, right, you can't even bear, bear them in. So, um, I think it's bad for the game, even though like I said it'll probably be on every build list I I make. Um, and then, you know, to to add to that, I also while I don't part of me doesn't hate it, I don't like the reuse of the maps for House of X. Uh, I wish they would have varied them at least a little bit. They could have kept the same original flair, but 
varied them enough to make them unique. But just to reprint the same maps, I'm just I personally am not a fan of that. Um, if they wanted to do that, then I wish they would have just said these maps are legal again, right? Like it would have been the same effect. Can you but, use the old ones? Depends on the tournament organizer for an official WizKids event. My gut is going to say no. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know think. The I don't believe there's an official answer, but uh... well, here's so... the question: Does WizKids allow proxies? No, but like it's the same. <sighs> but it, it it's... but it's a proxy. It doesn't say the name of the map so, on it. Yeah, like Arthur's the only visual, the only actual differences between uh, uh, the Krakoa or both of the maps is basically Krakoa is different orange, and then they added the name of the the map is different for not Krakoa, and then also they added the little numbers in the squares or whatever. But yeah, other than that, exactly it's the same map. It's not the same. Map, Knowing with kids, right. they'll probably say right. no. Right. So, if it was me running a tournament and it wasn't, you know, Wizkids, whatever, I would say you have to have the actual legal map. But then, if your opponent's okay with it, the other one, basically. Yeah, I, I, I definitely have less of a problem with the re with them reprinting maps if they also say that you can just use the original version, so you don't have to buy the new one. I have more of an issue with it if you have to buy the same map more than once. Right. Um, I was also going to say, or because you were talking about Glengrove, it's like the, the we were, I mean, everybody pretty much at one point was playing either one or both of the Star Trek maps, so Amok Time and their underground. But Amok Time didn't feel bad, and it was kind of. There was just, enough. Yeah. There was you could hide some, somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you could do things. Like, I don't think anybody. Not anybody, but I think for the most part, people didn't think that uh, a mock time was a negative play experience, right? Like mm -hmm. you could actually draw a line of line of fire on the other one Against too. Against Hawkeye, just maybe, but other than that, <laughs> yeah, Hawkeye is a thing. But um, yeah, Glengrove Cemetery is my answer for least favorite map this year as well. Yeah, I might as well pile on because my answer within the rock realm anyway my answer was probably a dead heat between glengrove cemetery and data mine for more or less the same reason in both cases just that they were too much of a thing it's a different thing um but they're still too much of a thing and like it's we were talking earlier about the black widow and how oppressive the you know you roll badly and there's nothing you can do about it and there are some people out there and i think we've all dealt with them that don't get why that's bad for the game they're like isn't that the game like sometimes you roll badly um but and, and it is sometimes hard to articulate exactly why it is so oppressive in the case of widow because when you just you just you build your team around contingencies and having other opportunities and it's just all out the window when it's a good old blanket no no matter where you are in the map and no matter what your situation is it's just you roll badly and that's it and that's kind of what map roll already is um you are of course building theme teams with, uh, you know, an arms race of, of bonuses to try to tip the roll in your favor. But nevertheless, it's still one die roll you can do nothing about. Uh, and when you flub it, you flub it. So I never believe that the outcome of that one dice roll should be uh, a really overwhelmingly oppressive uh, 
influence on the way the game is going to go. And thus, any map that's too much of any given thing is a bad map for the game by its very definition. Uh, and so I feel that way about Glen Grove, and I feel that way about Data Mine, and I've already felt that way about King's Tomb and Ancient Hold, and there are lots. Uh, you know, WizKids has been better this year, as I don't think they've really produced any maps that fall into that category. My least favorite for them would be Ultron's Lair, because it's an eyesore, but it's not a bad <laughs> map. It's just an eyesore. Um, was that everybody? Yeah, man. Um, okay. So that was it for the actual questions we had, but let's go to a couple of user questions and then one final thing to finish off because we're running out of time. Mm-hmm. Jeff Dumas, Dum- Dumas, I don't know. Um, what do you think the go-to offensive items will be after rotation? I mean, we don't know anything about rotation, like at all, like if it happens or it's so it's not really an answerable question. Yeah, I think it's true. Um, categories, Joe from Joe G. Categories: worst Spider-Man seventy seventy six, worst Spider-Man watch, uh, chase that isn't seventy seventy six, worst watch list. Uh, this was all before the watch list was published, so you got your answer. Uh, Chris Stockhouse, does Tom have his classic Bumblebee shirt in a frame yet for the Clicks Hall of Fame? Aw. Cute. <laughs> does the yeah, Clicks Hall we'll of see. Fame? I, uh, I have oh, not heard. The Rock has a very official one. It's very... Don't get me started. I have a thing. Um, um, but... I have not earned my way in, but don't worry. That shirt's not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, uh, Brad Boyles, how many Toms could Tom Tom if Tom could Tom Toms? Probably not as many as you'd like to think. I think it's Tom, right? Well, the question... <laughs> you're wearing Toms as well, right? Uh, always. And I'm playing Tom Toms. <laughs> uh, let's see. Adam Cole, was Taiwan the bri- big breakout country for news this year? Uh, yes. I don't see how that's not the case. Grids of I almost blood. went there myself. I want <laughs> grids of blood. Uh, I almost ended up going there myself. They uh, they wanted me to judge WKO, and then they were going to pay my airfare, obviously, but then they wanted me to pay first, so I was like, mm, no. But I almost did go there. Uh, I think it ended up being right before Corona, like right, right before, like when things wow. were like calm. So not that Taiwan is the problem there, but uh, I have to agree with that statement. Uh, but to close off, I guess I would want to ask if anybody has any particular highlights from that uh from the year in question the kilted classic it was a great tournament a lot of fun really interesting format i like having to build crazy off the wall teams and banning all the good figures is a great way to bring that about so i'm looking forward to the next one that that format messes with me because like you go from fringe figures are fringe to fringe figures are playable and it's like what like I, I I can't build for that format, but good, that's a good pick. Uh, I don't know, Lucas. I'm just happy that uh, a bunch of people took the initiative to make online play uh, a thing this year, so that for people who wanted it, they could still play EuroClicks, and I thought that was really good. So. Uh, Tom. Yeah, I have to second Lucas on that one. I mean, the highlight of the year for me is the fact that Hero Clicks existed at all, uh, and it could only have done so through the efforts of 
some people who kind of need to take it on the nose and work hard so that the rest of us lazy bums like myself at least uh can just reap the sweet benefits of it um and so that's uh, i have a lot of people that i'm grateful for to for being able to keep this uh, game alive in a time that uh, we can't take that for granted i also had fun online Played a lot of. If you look at my at my personal on my Facebook, you can see one of the cover photos I had was a basically the roll twenty render of uh, of my team. I will not look at Facebook. And yeah, I know uh, we're wrapping up, Lucas. Jesus, okay. So also Tom, but yeah, uh, just uh, getting to play. I mean, I don't know. I guess I played way more than I would have because of online, as opposed to judging every event, whatever. But yeah, it was a. Uh, Good times. Good times like online. Way less than I would have. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, but yeah, I think that about wraps it up. And it was a good year. It uh, very good year as far as actual hero clicks that came out, but then the the stuff that happened was bad. So yeah. Maybe the best we Let's, could hope uh, for. Let's make this one even yeah. better. Yeah. Uh thanks, Tom, for for i don't know validating us as being okay like moderately not shit and then lucas i don't know <laughs> you're good at hero clicks and i want you to up. be on yeah we're ready to yeah i don't know <laughs> try to be as awkward as possible it's, it's a shtick okay well thanks for listening and then there's the actual outro that's pre-recorded Thank you for listening, as well as watching our content and supporting us. We now have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash JSA clicks. We appreciate any and all support from there, and we look forward to interacting with you and working with you on Teams and other Heroclix stuff on our Patreon Discord, as well as giving you early and exclusive content. You can keep up with us on all our various social media platforms. We have a Facebook page, a Facebook group, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find our podcast on YouTube with visuals, as well as on Podbean, SoundCloud, and Spotify. We're also working on getting up on Google and Apple Podcasts. We also want to mention some affiliates and friends of the show. We have our friend Devin Adams, who has been on the podcast, and you may have heard him before. He has the Happy Little Hero Clicks YouTube channel and a Patreon. We also are friends with the Married with Clicks crew who have their YouTube channel. Our friend Joe from Clicks Nexus has also just started a Patreon. We greatly appreciate his contributions to the game and his keeping up his unit section. We look forward to having him on the show very soon. Thank you again for listening and supporting us in any way you can. We hope that you make sure to have fun the next time you play Hero Clicks, whether it's a competitive game or casual.